Welcome back. Uh, 8223 0000 is the number to call if you want to have a chat. Tourism. Well, it's worth about $6.3 million, a billion rather, $6.3 billion to the South Australian economy. And there's plenty of potential for it to grow. There's no doubt about that. Increased international, interstate and uh, local tourist numbers means more jobs and plenty of new opportunities for operators. Something to be encouraged and uh, something that can be achieved. There's no doubt about it. We just need the will and the right direction. The plan is to grow the industry to eight billion dollars by the year 2020 and that's not far away that means about 10,000 brand new jobs and there's one area we're already excelling in and that's Adelaide's reputation as wait for it a food destination yes and to tell us uh, why let's talk to a couple of blokes who are at the coal face or probably more accurately at the gas burner no don't know Simon Bryant uh, celebrity chef and director of uh, tasting Australia how are you mate I'm very well, thank Good you. Good to see you. Ga- gas burner or charcoal cooker? Oh, I'm a bit old-fashioned, I guess. <laughs> You're that, gas? That's old-fashioned yeah. now. That is old-fashioned these days, the yeah. We've also got uh, Adam Liston, uh, he's the executive chef of uh, Shibosho. Is that how we say it? Uh, Shibosho. Shibosho. Uh, it's a Japanese uh, restaurant in Lee Street. And also Brent Hill. Not a chef, but I'm assuming a foodie. Yeah, he's from the South Australian yeah. uh, like Tourism Commission. Cook, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're looking quite slim, given that uh, you. what Thank you've you. been promoting lately. Uh, listen, thanks for your time, guys. Um, uh, Adelaide as a food destination. It's... Uh, Something that uh, we've been chipping away for uh, at a, a f- for a few years now, but uh, we're really making an impression, aren't we? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and what's really exciting is we we just have these you know great venues that are popping up that are you know winning awards. We've got um, you know great guys like these guys here, um, some of these these chefs that are just doing amazing things with food. And what we're finding is that you know people just expecting now to to come to Adelaide and and get a really great um, food experience. But you know the amazing thing is we've now got out in our regions as well. We've got some yeah. you know really fantastic um, restaurants and chefs and so on. I mean people can think of places like Hentley Farm, uh, of course, and St Hugo in the Barossa. But you know now you've got amazing places in KI down on Limestone Coast, even up in the Riverland. So people can find really good food wherever they go. Is this something, um, Simon, you're, you're, you're the, the director of a Tasting Australia, which, of course, is, you know, a leading event in, in this area. Is the, the, the push into more and more spectacular food, has it, is it an organic thing that's just evolved or is there actually a, uh, you know, a, a, a plan in place that uh, or you, you, people in your trade have got? Oh, look, I think a bit of both. I think there was definitely, you, you probably would have to go back to the 70s and look at Dunstan's vision, in my opinion, for the arts and he, and he big foodie. And the critical mass of incredibly good chefs back then, Christine Mansfield, Mansfield and Oliver Chong Lu, um, Don had a restaurant himself. Um, yes, that's right. You yeah. saw the start of regional food happen with people like Zanny Flanagan at the Salopian, the opening of one of the first farmers markets in Australia um, with Wollonga, opened mm-hmm. by David Suzuki in the early part of this millennium. Um, but there has been a plan in place. We're a great exporter, a great primary producer, which makes us a great place to cook. We've had a lot of um, real terroir. Like, we have very distinct regions. We're blessed that we have plains, coasts, micro-regions that produce incredible little tiny frosts that, you know, alter the characteristics of a white wine or mm. might be perfect mm. for growing cauliflower. 
um, and a diversity of those with proximity. So we're one of the few places where we know where our food comes from. And I think chefs have always embraced that. And I think finally that we've realised that culinary tourism is a big deal because you pretty much not depleting a resource. Um, you, people pay to walk on your grass a little yeah. bit. You know, we love <laughs> yeah. that. Um, yeah. So there has been a plan. Tasting Australia was put into place by Tourism South Australia. So it's predominantly to attract inbound tourism to show people our region, um, our regions, um, rather than just being a food festival. So it's always been embedded. And don't forget, it was one of the preeminent food festivals. It's it was, the longest yeah. continually mm. running national mm. festival since the 90s. And um, its strategy hasn't been just food, food, food. It's about food. It's about people, place and produce, whereas a lot of food festivals are just about the food. The food, yeah. So I guess yeah. it's it's a bit of an organic and a planned process. Mm. Brent, uh, from, a, from a marketing point of view, how much has our reputation as a wine state, and, you know, the best wine yeah. in Australia without yeah, doubt, yeah. Uh, and that reputation has been around for decades and mm-hmm. decades, how much has that helped you in the marketing process that it's not only wine, it's great yeah. food to go with that wine? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing. People expect that, hey, I'm going to get this award-winning wine. Clearly, there's going to be amazing food alongside it. Um, and and what, what's happened is, is we've started to be as awarded for our food as, as we have been for the wine. You know, this year we had um, Arana won Restaurant of the Year. Um, we had a record number of our... Um, our restaurants that won, um, that were recognised and, and, and received hats and knives and stars and all yeah, the different yeah. um, systems that are out there. And and the great thing about that is, you know, you've now got um, all these places like, you know, Derenberg Cube is probably the best example of that. Um, you know, going down to McLaren Vale, you would get this amazing region with beautiful, incredible wines, but you know, you'd find it pretty hard besides maybe the Salopian to find something that was fantastic. Now you, you're finding these places that are these real visionaries that are building these incredible um, properties and incredible restaurants um, in their wineries mm. or right next door. So people are going, not only can I go and experience these award-winning incredible wines, um, but now I can have a degustation meal cooked by some amazing chef, local produce, and you're overlooking um, the golf. I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome, and so from our perspective, it makes our job easier that we have you know really talented guys like this who are mm. going out doing amazing things, and it's our job to then promote that. Mm. Um, so that's that's what people are expecting, definitely. Adam Liston, uh, you're the executive chef at Shabozo. Uh, uh, um, where did your love of food come from? Where did this all start? Oh, I, I just started cooking when I was like 15, probably just like as a filler job. Um, uh, yeah, like kind of washing dishes and then turned into uh, an apprentice in a restaurant that wasn't very good and it was just a, <laughs> a way of sustaining a, a lifestyle. I was, I was interested in surfing, so it just gave me mornings free. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until a little bit later in like my early 20s that I sort of realised that it was going to be um, something that I was going to give my life to. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's progressed from there. Surfing lifestyle, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, washing the dishes in the evening, surfing in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic, yeah, great way to do it. Of course, you've you've, um, uh, you've been incredibly successful. You've been overseas. You want to tell us about uh, where you've been? Yeah, I mean, I, I left Adelaide um, probably like 10, 10 to 12 years ago. And the reason, like, in, in that time, it was sort of the end of the the era of, like, Chong Lu and uh, Lei Tu Tai. And Simon was obviously a part of that. Um, at that time, there was there wasn't a lot going on in Adelaide, uh, and then I came back 
recently after some some time in Melbourne and and in China, and and the place is like completely changed. Mm. The, mm. the dining scene is is now become um, something that's like recognisable across like not only like the state but also interstate. Mm. I noticed like as a restaurateur. The amount of interstate chefs and restaurant people that we're getting coming to, to Adelaide, and in particular to Shibosho, which is was something that was a bit surprising to me that wasn't happening sort of ten years ago. Mm. Um, and again, just with the, the the inclusion of 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 some guides going national, like yeah. the um, yep. the Good Food Guide has obviously helped in that. And yeah, it's just been a, a interesting journey coming back. It's definitely much more of a, a vibrant city. How did the uh, the China experience uh, sort of help set you up? I just reconfirmed what what I wanted to cook. I think I always had a, a passion for Asian food. Mm-hmm. I just needed to immerse myself in that culture to 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 work out like exactly what I wanted to do. So so bringing it back to to Adelaide and um, doing something that's unique to the state. Um, yeah, it was it was a big turning point. Just just being around that. Mm-hmm. We, we put a lot of focus on on using Chinese, Japanese, Korean methods of cookery, but with a big emphasis on local produce. And that's a really important thing too, isn't it? Um, uh, because the Asian market is absolutely enormous, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's but huge, potentially huge. But the takeaway for, for for me from what Adam just said is we we no longer got this skills drain. It needs to come down a level you know, in other industries too, but having these great chefs coming back to Adelaide, in the 80s they were all leaving and they made Sydney their home and then Melbourne became the food capital Mm. after Sydney. Um, I reckon we were the food capital in the 70s, so it's kind of like past the parcel a little bit, but (laughs) we're in the sun now and to have guys like Adam come back, that was unheard Mm. of Mm. in the 90s. They ran from the hills. <laughs> so yeah. we got a really healthy culture. Sommeliers that have been in Europe coming back, winemakers that choose to make South Australia their home. I mean, Jacques Lurton, Kangaroo Island, you know, he's got estates, chateaus in France, in Bordeaux, and the family, uh, I think, in California as well. I might be wrong on that, but, you know, to pick Kangaroo Island to do a, a wine like he does is really brave. Mm. So we got this, finally, people coming back they leave, but they come back. Yeah. We hear about the brain drain all the all the yeah. time, but uh, this is a classic case of it in reverse, isn't it? As yeah. you say, they are coming back. And, and you know, I've got one small example of that. Like we we um, have obviously Southern Ocean Lodge, which is yeah. just fabulous yeah. um, on on Handsome Bay in Kangaroo Island, and they've had a succession of amazing chefs that have gone through there. The great thing is, just recently we had um, Jack and Vanessa um, who finished up at Southern Ocean Lodge and. Rather than move somewhere else and go somewhere else, which of course they are in demand, um, they've actually chosen to open up their own thing. So they've got this beautiful um, place. They took over the old Sunset Winery um, near Penishaw, and it's oh, incredible yeah, view. Yeah. And they've got this menu, which is to absolute die for. Um, and you know, so we've worked really hard with those guys because you know KI needed needed to add to their culinary scene, and and it's just fabulous to see. You know, these young guys that are wanting to do amazing things and they're so talented um, and people are just blown away when they go up there and go, you know, how good is this? It's incredible. That also says an awful lot about Kangaroo Island, doesn't it? They've yeah. been bitten by the Kangaroo Island uh, Definitely. kangaroo. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> haven't yeah, they, to, to stay there. Yeah. Uh, we're talking uh, about Adelaide's uh, reputation as a food destination. Uh, happy to uh, take your calls. If you've got a comment, 8223 We're talking about Adelaide's uh, tourism industry and uh, particularly uh, South Australia's reputation as a, uh, a food state. A, a destination for great food. And with us, uh, we've got Brent Hill from uh, the South Australian Tourism Commission with us. Simon Bryant.
Bryant, uh, celebrity chef, and he's also director of Tasting Australia. And we've also got uh, Adam Liston, uh, the executive chef uh, with uh, Sabosho uh, Japanese uh, restaurant in Lee Street. One of the things that um, we should draw a distinction uh, as far as this market is concerned, as far as uh, South Australia being a food destination, is visitors... Tourists, tourists coming into the state, uh, but also we shouldn't overlook the. Uh, that's a logical yep. part of the market, isn't it? We shouldn't overlook the local market. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's the thing. Um, you know, a lot of people these days are um, eating out more and yeah. more and more, and they're looking for for real quality. And and um, what we love in in from the tourism side, and the guys can probably talk about it a bit more. We talk about clustering. So, you know, where, where Adam is in Lee Street, it's probably a fantastic example of that, the west end and the east end of Adelaide. Um, people just know, like, you can go down there and you've got, you know, choice of three or four or five different places mm. on each of those streets, you know, Lee Street, Peel Street. Um, you can go and have a whiskey at Haynes & Co. Um, there's there's all these fantastic little spots you can have a full evening out. Um, and the great thing about that is, you know, Goodger Street's been there since forever. Um and it's such a go-to, but now there's more of those places that are starting to open up, and and even little places like Melbourne Street, O'Connell Street, they're starting to to open up too down the bay, Henley. Um, so I think that's the thing. I think for locals now as well, they're realising you know just how good the quality is, um, and there's. You know, incredibly, all these places, um, you know, they open and they're, they're full. I mean, we had two more open last week. The guys from Jin Long opened Bay Long Store up on Hutt Street, which is going great. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there definitely seems to be um, enough uh, for, for everybody to go around. And then the great thing from our perspective is the tourism and the tourists, they just add the cream on the cake yeah. and make it really sustainable mm-hmm. for everyone. Simon, has that been a problem in the past that uh, this part of of the, the the tourism trade has been seen to be a little bit too niche a little bit too uh you know it's only a certain class of people go looking for that uh, you know that that groovy food so to speak uh, yeah maybe for regional food maybe the um because the uh you know especially the great wine capitals inclusion for um for south australia as part of the Global Great Wine Capitals Network, we're up there with the, with the big boys now. Yeah. So the perception probably is that, you know, with that comes this sort of high high and mighty sort of wine and food maybe. Um, but the thing that always interests me is when someone's coming to Adelaide, they, they don't ask you anything beyond where should I eat. Okay. They right. always ask, yeah. you know, yeah. they'll ask their friends, where shall I eat, even yeah. if their friend's not a great foodie. And you normally end up giving out lists. Everyone looks <laughs> out these lists. Uh, when you're in the city, eat here and go down Barossa and eat here. And if you like, you know, this sort of food, eat there. So I think it's a little more democratic. And I think everyone, um, there's a price point for everyone in Adelaide. Um, definitely. I think yeah. we've got a really good options yeah. there. But I also like the idea that you can kind of lose yourself for a couple of days, like you said, in region, um, yeah. because there's so many experiences to mm. do there and mm. the authenticity of. And, you know, our big advantage, again, is you can get to every region yeah. so quickly. Yeah. And I do that anywhere else. Locally, uh, look, I've said this before, I've said this a hundred times before, I'm fascinated by how many Adelaide people have never been to Kangaroo Island. Yeah. For goodness' sake, tell me about sake. it. <laughs> yeah, tell you about it as, as a, a yeah, tourism it's man. Crazy. It's it is, ama- and, and the same with the Flinders Ranges. I mean, the Flinders yeah. Ranges is four and a half hour drive. Mm. I mean, and you don't need a four wheel drive. You know, yeah. it's it's truly accessible. Uh, but KI, I mean, you know, it's it's on the bucket list. 
but most people don't tick it off the bucket list and that's the sort of thing we really need to change i don't know whether it's because do people just get in habits i'm a york peninsula sort of person or i'm a river person bit of that yeah. there's definitely a bit of that like people you know feel pretty comfortable going going where they are and this year definitely what we're encouraging people to do is just say look um take a weekend away i mean mm. everybody knows just how good it is when you have that opportunity just to um disconnect for a bit and just get away for two or three days and you come back feeling really recharged and i mean that's the thing you can do we have world-class um destinations Mm. but now we have these world-class chefs and Mm. and like simon rightly pointed out i mean you can walk into adam's place at shibosho in the city um and you're not paying a fortune if you just want to get you know some uh some goiser and a bit of sushi and a bit of this and a bit of that but it's world-class it's it's Mm. phenomenal and and that happens on on KI, you know, Sunset over there is not charging a fortune. Um, they've got another little place there called Cactus Cafe, which is fabulous and um, a great story there because it's, you know, the son of um, the KI Spirits guys, John Lark. And, you know, just from that perspective, that that's the kind of thing that South Australia has these days is we've got um, all of these really accessible places that people have just got to, you know, get up and uh, and go and see because they're mm. absolutely world-class. We're getting more tourists than ever, which is fabulous. Um, so people need to just go, hey, this is what the rest of the world's are seeing and eating and appreciating. A staycation, as you called it earlier. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Having a vacation uh, in your hometown is a damn good idea. really is to be a tourist yeah. in your own state, that's for sure. Um, tell us a couple of examples of York Peninsula, for example. I don't have to go and stay just in the holiday yeah. house, do I? I can get some pretty good uh, tucker over there. Yeah, you know, like, York's is um, absolutely incredible. Like, I, I was over there for about a week or so um, at the end of last year um, and met up with these guys called York's Uncorked. It's it's just such a cool arrangement because, obviously, a lot of people love their shack and they love sort of, you know, staying at their place, whether it's, you know, Point Turton or down in um, Marion Bay. And there's obviously great local pubs and fish and chip shops and so on. But what these guys do, which is just awesome, is um, you know you can be you can be staying pretty much anywhere. They're based in Midlandton, um, mm-hmm. in the middle in the of York's, mm-hmm. and they'll drive out to you um, with you know a full gourmet pack and and whatever you want. And, and in our case, um, we were staying in a little place called Yonder Beach House, um, right down near Fowl Bay, and they came down. Um, we had. You know, we had enough for two days, really, to be honest. We had, you know, squid and prawns and fish, and it was just magnificent. And they set it all out for you. They make all this, like, amazing little sort of romantic place. It depends what you are looking for, of course. It was just me and my wife. But if you're just there with a group of people, they can actually set it all up. Mm. Um, Mm. And you actually have essentially a chef-plated meal um, right in your backyard on your peninsula. So... I, that's that's the thing for me. That kind of stuff is so exciting that that people are being able to do this and it's mm. sustainable for them because enough people are finding them and using them. Um, and it's what we call sort of the real Instagrammable stuff. Like everybody that's had a meal with them is you know uploading it onto social media and then it spreads from there, which is awesome. And the good message is too. There's there's things like that available or experiences like that available in all of our tourism regions, that's Riverland, uh, Murraylands, um, you know, all over the place, uh, uh, far west. Yeah, yeah. You, you, as, as you mentioned during the break, you were talking about uh, you can have a, a, a beautiful uh, three-course meal uh, in a fig tree on Kangaroo Island, for example. Yeah, I know. When I first heard <laughs> when I first heard about that, I I must admit I was thinking back to Enid Blyton sort of days, yes, and I thought it yeah. must have been some sort of fairy tree thing, like you know, halfway up a tree, and that didn't sound like right with food. But 
what it is is a really Australian thing. It's on Snellings Beach on mm. on KI Hannaford and Sachs. That you know, Sasha and Rachel are just some of the most lovely people we ever meet. And they've got not only have they got the enchanted fig tree, they've got a, a beach taverna and a shearing shed, yep. and all of them you can have world class food in. Um, and the secret in in South Australia, often we have people who come who sign non disclosure agreements, so we can't talk about the fact that they were here. But you know, film stars and so on who come and stay on KI and so on, and they'll go down there and just say it's the best experience they've ever had in their life, and it's just in our backyard. Like I was lucky enough to have that beach taverna. Um, cracking night, you know, the beach was, was flat, you know, yeah. um, sun's going down, yeah. this amazing food. Heaven. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. you have to pinch yourself to think that this is just in your backyard. Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, certainly available uh, all over our state. Uh, Simon, um, the uh, Tasting Australia Festival, looking good? Yeah, launching program next week. Um, you know, we go um, out of our way to try and um, curate the couple of hundred brilliant regional and CBD events, build the town square and the village. Um, Jocks on Frillo is madly running around chasing the last of the, you know, Michelin chefs and right, whatnot yeah. that'll come over. And that's not to stomp all over our locals, that's to work with them, yep. with our produce and showcase our region. Most exciting bit is probably TAA, Tasting Australia Airlines, um, where you for a, you can get out of the, the CBD for a day and get to Lincoln, down to Mount Gambia or KI and be with a rock star chef eating rock star produce in region and then back to your fancy hotel that night. By so, plane? Yeah, we're chartering. You're chartering? So, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of fun. We're, we'll take TAA. over the planes. Excellent. You, know, <laughs> so. you, wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to register that <laughs> name anymore. <laughs> they're not that dear. So that's our real that's fun yeah. event, I guess. And, of course, the town square. Adam's going to do a dinner. The model is international with interstate with a couple of locals with our product. Fantastic. And yeah. then push people out to region for the week and there's some brilliant regional events so have a look, look out. Adam's dinner's going to sell out in a heartbeat, Alan, so book, oh, yeah. a, book ahead. Yeah, so book ahead. Okay. okay. Where do we book, by the way? Uh, just hit the website and it takes you to Eventbrite. Just, so, Tasting Australia. Tasting Australia. Tasting Australia. Yeah. Fantastic. Listen, gents, uh, all the best. You've made me Thank very you. hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> uh, we'll see you probably before Tasting Australia, uh, Simon. Uh, and Adam, all the best. Thank you. Uh, see you for dinner tonight. And uh, uh, um, uh, Brent, all the best. All right. Thanks, uh, Alan. No Appreciate and, it. And uh, let's uh, keep, keep pushing the message that Definitely. there's a great state out there with a lot of great food.